You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Next week we're going to have um, some time of prayer. You know, um, I sense that we need to do some some consecration. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, so we'll do that next week because I believe that we need to change gears. So we are going to come before God to consecrate ourselves. I know we normally do this in the beginning of the year, but let's do it. This is actually the beginning of the Jewish New Year. (laughs) So we can do that as well. And uh, let's shift gears in our walk with God. Um, finish this year very strong. Amen. How many people want to finish strong? Yeah, you know, you need to finish with a bang. Glory, glory. So please bear that in mind. Um, it's going to be the whole week. It's going to be. Uh, prayers and consecration before God. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is good. It's always an honor and a privilege to bring the Word of God, <coughs> never taking it for granted. <coughs> Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11. I'm sure by now. <laughs> I know you are not tired. Yeah. I want everyone here to become a hero in the faith. I want you to be so strong. I want your faith to be so powerful that the enemy doesn't know what to do with you. Yes. So we've been going through chapter... 11 of Hebrews, and I want to wrap it up today. I think, I think I'll wrap it up today. Um, Let's read from verse 37. It says, Hebrews 11, 37, They were stoned, they were sown in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Hmm. So, we see that the different heroes of faith, some of them are mentioned by name, but some of them is their exploits that were mentioned rather than their names. 
But when you look at the exploits, you knew, you can tell who the Bible is talking about here. Like we know that going in caves, in the wilderness and so on, is speaking of David. Is that not so? When he was running away from Saul. When we um, um, staying in going up to mountains and all of that, you can think and you know that there are certain people like, uh, like uh, Elijah in sheepskin and goatskins. Those are the kind of people that the Bible is talking about here. These guys were men of faith. They were men of faith. There are also some women that are mentioned among them. The women like the women that received their dead back to life. These are all great people of faith under the old covenant. Now under the old covenant they were able to make such impact that their names, all their deeds are listed here. And I have news for you. Your own is being written. It's being written right now. And you need to be aware that on that day, we are going to stand. And the Bible says, I like the way it finishes this chapter. It says, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Can you imagine that? So even though they are so powerful, they were so strong, they walked in faith. I mean, faith that this world has never seen before. They manifested the power of God. Did great exploits. But God had something better for us. That he kept. And what is that? What is that? My Lord. So we talk about, let's talk about that. Which is better. That apart from us, they will not even be made perfect. In other words, those guys, with all that they did, there is something about their lives that is not complete. That God reserved for us. And it is as we begin to walk our own work in our own faith, yes, that coming together, everything is made perfect. So they, that's why in chapter 12, verse 1, you see that they are standing there in, in verse 2, chapter 12. Let's just read that quickly. Um, chapter 12, verse 2. No, no, verse, verse, verse 1. Verse 1. Chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, all, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Can you see? So those guys are standing on the gal galleries of heaven and looking down because there is a part of them that we are supposed to carry out. There is a part of them that there is a part of what they have started that you and I are supposed to finish. In other words, they run the race. It's like a relay. Huh? How many people have run a relay before? Okay. So you run your part, then you hand over the baton to someone. And you are, you are looking. Come on. <laughs> Go for it. 
Yeah, because you want to win. You want your team to win. So, until that last person crosses the line, you are just <laughs> praying that he doesn't trip or doesn't do anything dumb like some people do sometimes. <laughs> yes. So, they are there watching because they have finished their own race and they have handed over to us. So, some of you are in Elijah's team. <laughs> some of you are in Moses' team. <laughs> some of you are in Ezekiel's team. Come on. Some are in David's team. I don't know what team you are. Huh? But they are watching closely. Please. Finish strong. Hallelujah. Why? Because... Everything is going to be wrapped up at the end. And their own faith will be made complete when you finish your own race. Are you getting my point? So that, this, is, this, is, this is very important. And there's a big responsibility placed upon us by virtue of the scripture. We know that we're not just here on, for ourselves. There are things going back generations that have been passed down to you. And these heroes are waiting, looking out for you and I to finish strong. Hmm? Isn't that wonderful? These guys, look at what, how the Bible describes them in verse 38. It says, of whom the world was not worthy. Can you imagine? In other words, it was a privilege for the earth to have them here. Can you imagine that it, the ground they walk on should be worshipping them? <laughs> it's a privilege to have people of such great faith walking the, the dusty roads of Jerusalem. Huh? Going all over from Samaria, from Damascus, going all over the place. These guys, these guys, these guys had, they were walking with God. They walked with God. Look at a man like Enoch that walked with God and was not for God took him. God says, no, 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 no. You don't deserve to, to die. Just come up. The world doesn't deserve you. And takes him out. Incredible. So these are the examples we have before us. And God is saying that although they were so great, there is something that is lacking in their lives that God has given to us. Isn't that wonderful? Let's look at chapter... Let's, let's back up a bit in chapter... Still the same chapter. Look at... Um, Verse 13 of chapter 11. Verse 13 of Hebrews 11. See what it says. These all died in faith. Right? 
These people we're talking about, they all died in faith. Apart from Enoch and Elijah. They all died in faith, not having received the promises. These were great men of faith. And they saw God move. What promises did they not receive? But having seen them afar off, were assured of them. They died in faith. They didn't receive all the promises. Yes? But they saw the promises afar off and were assured of them. Let's read it in the King James Version. The old King James. I like the way it puts it. It says, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were persuaded of them. Can you see? So they saw the promises. They're walking by faith. They're walking by faith. They cannot, they, they are experiencing certain things, but there's a greater promise. There are greater promises ahead, which I'll explain to you. And they embrace them. Question, how do you embrace something that is far? By faith, that's right. You, 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 you can only embrace what is near, huh? practically speaking. You, 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 don't, you don't embrace something that is in Limpopo, you are here. Hallelujah. But in the spirit, by faith, there's no distance. There's no distance. So, they, they, they saw the promises are far off. The promises are far but they were so persuaded of them that in the spirit they were able to embrace the promises. How do you do that? And these are <coughs> fundamental principles of faith that you need to learn because as you walk with God, there are some things that will look far, but you need to get to a point that you are so persuaded that you can embrace it, although you don't have it. Huh? Yeah. They embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. So they did not leave as if the earth was their permanent abode. They did not live like the world lived. They did not live like people, like faithless people lived. They, number one, received the promises. Can you see that? You underline that. They received the promises. How do you receive the promise? By faith. They received the promises. Uh, sorry, having not received the promises. <laughs> huh? They all died by faith, having received, having not received the promises. In other words, they didn't handle them in the material form, in physical material form. Okay? But, by faith, of course, 
They saw them afar off. So having not received, received. And then having seen them, seen, all right? You underline seen and then underline persuaded, right? Then underline embraced and underline confessed. Those are steps of faith. Those are steps of faith. First of all, you need to believe. You have to uh, believe. Even though you haven't seen it, you have to believe it until you get to a point that you start seeing it. It doesn't matter how far it is. You start seeing that this thing is real. You start seeing it. It might seem far. Huh? It might seem far that we can reach every household in Midran, but we have to see it. Come on. Yeah, we have to see it, and then we have to be persuaded. We must be convinced. You, you, you can't be double-minded about this matter. You have to be fully persuaded. Yes? And then embrace it by faith. We, they embrace it. And then after that, it affects their language. The way they talk. They confessed. Hallelujah. So by faith, you need to talk the right language. You can't talk like the people of the world if you are walking by faith. Everybody says something, it doesn't mean you should say it. Everybody talks in a particular way, it doesn't mean that you should talk in the same way. The media talks in a particular way. It doesn't mean you talk like the media. Come on. The fact that it's in the newspaper does not mean that it's your language. Because you are a stranger and you are a pilgrim on this earth. So these are the principles. These guys walked. They walked by these principles. Okay? They walk by these principles, and even though, yes, you can receive by faith, even though you don't have it physically, but you can receive by faith. Eh? You can see it, even though it seems far, but you still see it. Sometimes your healing might be far, it might look far, but you need to see it as a reality. Are you getting my point? You need to see it as your reality. Sometimes that breakthrough might look so far. You need to see it as a reality. Although it's far, but you need to see that it's yours. It's yours already. And you need to be fully persuaded. That means you don't get stressed anymore. Once you are persuaded, you don't get stressed anymore. So stop stressing. Come on. If you are persuaded... That something is done. You don't stress. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's done. Then you embrace it. And you start confessing. But what is it? What is it that these guys, if we go back, back to, um, Verse 39, he says, And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. Ha! 
What kind of, what kind of, is this a contradiction or what? You just finished praising them about their faith and all of that. By faith they did this, by faith they did that, by faith they did this. Okay, they, 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 they saw, they did not receive the promises from afar off. How do you mix all of that? Why? Wow, it's talking about Jesus. It's talking about the new covenant. So all these guys were walking by faith and they were looking forward to Jesus. But they could not. They could not enter into the new covenant. They were still in the old covenant. No matter how much power, how much glory they saw, they were still in the old covenant. And because of that, they could never be complete. The old covenant is not complete. It can never be complete without the new. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. It could never be complete. And that's what God reserved for us. God um, gave them the old covenant. They had to make sacrifices. Remember they made sacrifices. And all those lambs they were killing they were exercising faith in the Lamb of God that was coming. All those offerings they offered was a demonstration of their faith in the Lamb of God that was coming to take away the sins of the world. Isn't that wonderful? On the day of atonement, in those days, the high priest will go into the Holy of Holies. And he will atone for the sin of the entire nation. And all of that he was doing because Jesus had not yet come. So the high priest has to go in there representing Jesus. All by faith they were looking forward to Calvary. They were looking forward to a new covenant. And so, no matter what they did, it was not complete. Until God decided it was time for the new covenant. Let's look at chapter... Um, chapter 8... Let's read. No, no, chapter 7. Let's read chapter 7. It says, in verse 20, it says, And inasmuch as he was not made priest without an oath, for they have become priests without an oath, but he with an oath, by him who said to him, the Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. By so much more, Jesus has become a surety of a better 
covenant. Hallelujah. He has become a guarantor, a guarantee, a guarantee. A, a, um, he is the one that is backing the new covenant. He backed it with his own blood and said, this covenant, nothing can break it. Forever it's settled. The covenant, the priesthood of Aaron, every now and again, the priest has to die, then somebody else will have to take over, then one dies, another one takes over, and all of that. But now, the new covenant is not according to the order of Aaron. The new covenant is according to the order of Melchizedek. And if you remember the story of Melchizedek, Melchizedek was the priest that encountered Abraham, or Abraham encountered huh? in Genesis chapter 14 when he came back from war. He met Melchizedek. And the Bible in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews tells us that Melchizedek has no beginning or end. He just shows up. And then we don't see him anymore. So, Abraham meets Melchizedek. And then, that was the end. The next time we hear of Melchizedek, okay, David talks about him in the book of Psalms a bit. But then we see him featuring in Hebrews. What is going on? This is to tell you that Abraham's priesthood was the priesthood that we have in the new covenant. The priesthood that we have in the new covenant. The law, Moses and all those things had a lesser priesthood. But Abraham, our father in the faith, that is why we have right to claim the blessings of Abraham. Because we have the same priesthood with Abraham. Hallelujah. And that's where tithing began. And that's why the people that are confused about tithing, they don't know, they don't realize that tithing is not a mosaic thing. Although it, it didn't start from there. Huh? It's not in, according to the order of, of, of Aaron. Although it had that. But it's according to the order of Melchizedek. Our tithing today is not according to the order of Aaron. It's according to the order of Melchizedek. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, and the priesthood of Melchizedek has no beginning and no end, which is a type of the priesthood of Christ, a better covenant. This was, this was part of all the things that they could, not, they could see from afar, but they could not enter into. But you and I have it. Isn't that wonderful? We can walk in that. So you see, the book of Hebrews, if you remember, in fact, from the name itself, Hebrews, who is it written to? The Hebrews, <laughs> the Jews. It's written, all the other writings of Paul were written to Gentiles. Except this one. So that's why you look at it and you see that the style is a bit different. Because he goes into details of Jewish stuff in more details. 
And he is, and, and, and he's listing all these heroes because these are heroes that all the Jews know about. He, they know about Abraham. They know about David. They know about Moses. They know about Samson. They know about Jephthah. They know about, you know, Rahab. They know all these guys. So he lists all of them and he says, look, all these guys, with all the great power they walked in, we are better than them. Shoo! Why? Because they operated in a different covenant. And we are operating in a better covenant. And it is this better covenant that has made it possible for them to now be complete. That is what they've been looking forward to. You remember Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced when he saw my day. Yes? He rejoiced. He says, um, where are we? Verse 22. Let's read verse 24. But he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Right? He has an unchangeable priesthood. Therefore, he is also able to save to the uttermost, those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Can you see that our high priest is able to save to the uttermost? Our high priest can never die. Our high priest lives forever. And his intercession is forever. He's living and he is making intercession for us. You can't ask for a better intercessor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thank God for Abraham. Abraham was a great intercessor. He interceded for um, Sodom. But he stopped at 10. He started from 50 and stopped at 10. But Jesus didn't stop at 10. Jesus said, even if it's just you, one, I will go for you. If Abraham had continued to warn, who knows, God would have saved Sodom. But he stopped at 10. And unfortunately, he fell short. Thank God he interceded, but he fell short. But not with our high priest. And that's why our faith, I know, is going to be more potent. And we're going to do more exploits than those guys in the old covenant. Why? Because we have a high priest that is interceding for us. And he's, saying, he's praying and saying, you are not going to fail. You're going to stand. You will make it. Say, I will make it. I will make it. You don't sound convinced. I will make it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. So you will make it. Why? Because your high priest is sitting there and he continues forever. With an unchangeable priesthood. His priesthood, there's nobody that is going to change, you know, office. Then another person comes to continue. No, 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 no. This one is once and for all. He has entered into that office and he is there permanently, forever. And that's wonderful. So your faith, there's no reason why your faith should fail. There's no reason why your faith should fail. You must go stronger in faith. Do you believe that? Do you know that? Hallelujah. 
Verse 26, it says, For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. Our priest is higher than the heavens. My goodness. Can you see what they were not able to enter into? This is why they could not be made perfect. Because they, don't, they didn't have this privilege of having this kind of high priest. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Look at chapter 10. Chapter 10, verse, verse 14. It says, for, one for by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. One offering. But his own body. Yes, his own body. In the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant, many offerings. <laughs> many sacrifices. Huh? They keep making sacrifices. But under our own covenant, it's just one. And that's why today you don't need to kill any animal to do any nonsense. Call, unless you want to kill to eat. <laughs> but if you want to kill to perform a ritual, you've missed the point. You are going back to an inferior, uh, inferior covenant. And you don't, we don't need that when you have something better. He has, by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. So, hello, if you need cleansing, this is the offering for your cleansing. Amen. If you need to cleanse your family, this is the offering for your Are you getting my point? Yeah, any other thing is inferior and will not help you, will keep you in chains. So, going back to uh, chapter 11, all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. They spent their whole lifetime, thousands of years, but they still did not receive. You just were born at the right time. <laughs> That's all. You were just born at the right time. And God says, the Bible says, God having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Let's read that in the Amplified. Amplified Bible. Come on. He says, Because God had us in mind and had something better and greater in view for us, so that they, those heroes and heroines of faith, should not come to perfection apart from us before we could join them. Powerful. Powerful. So at the end of everything, you find that at the end of everything, God is going to bring everything together. And now it's not going to be a perfect family. One whole family. The family 
in heaven and on earth coming together. And it's going to be glorious. It's going to be really glorious, I'm telling you. But we are, li- we are on the verge of some great manifestations. We are on the verge of seeing great things manifest in our generation. Why? Because we have something better that God has reserved for us. Something better that God has reserved for our generation. That we are going to walk into by faith. We're going to walk into by faith. And there's no reason why you should not be a hero of the faith. There is no reason why your name should not enter heaven's hall of fame. There's no reason. If if these guys had something inferior and their names are listed, and then you have something better. My goodness. Your name should be mentioned with many medals (laughs) or many stars. Yes? Are you ready to do exploits? Exploits for God. There is nothing we cannot do if we will believe in what God has given to us through the sacrifice of Jesus. I believe that um, we have still not scratched the surface of what Jesus had made available to us. I believe that strongly. And I, I, I believe we are still underliving our privileges. We're underliving our privileges. Because if what Jesus gave us, did for us, is greater than what those guys have, and we have not even done what those guys did. It can only be explained that we're missing the point. There's something we are not pressing into. And we need to press into that. We need to believe God. I don't know about you, but I want to be among those people that will be listed when we get to heaven and that hall of fame where who is who (laughs) is listed. I want to see all your faces there. I want to see your portrait there. When our generation is being given a tour, they should see your name. They should see your picture and list some of your exploits down there. Hallelujah. This one shook this nation. This one won this city. This one brought down this giant. Come on. Those those are the kind of things I want to see about you. This one caused a whole evil government to bow its knees. Brought a whole nation to her knees. This one caused national repentance. This one caused, I mean, the list should be endless. Get ready for that. This one brought in many souls. This one brought in great wealth into the kingdom of God for the advancement of the gospel. This one broke barriers. Generational barriers. The 
this one was able to bring down fire from heaven. This one was able <laughs> to cause principalities to flee from their region. Those are the kind of things we should be hearing. Why? Because we have something better. These are the kind of things that those guys on the, on the galleries of heaven are watching to see what are you going to do. If only I had what you have, I would have done even more for the Lord. So folks, the whole point of this study of this chapter is to get us to this point where we can get up, take the challenge, and say, I can do better. So next time you read this heroes of faith, and as you read through, you look, you say, I can do this. I can do more than this because I have something better. God has given me something better. So when you read, I say, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they encircled it seven days. You say, I can, I can cause walls to fall down. Walls of separation. Walls of partition. Walls that the enemy has put around society. You know, walls that the enemy has put around your generation. You, 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 they're going to come down. You say, they're going to come down. Yeah, if it happened at this time, I can do even more. This Jericho was a city. I'm going to cause a wall of nations to come down. You see, so when you read that, you know, yes. By faith, Rahab the hallowed did not perish. Huh? You will say, my record might be as bad. I'm not going to perish. Amen. And I'm going to make sure all the Rahabs of this generation will not perish. Amen. You need to start thinking like that. Why? Because you have something better. You have something better, use it. Use it. I'm telling you, it goes on and on and on. If this guy's through faith subdue kingdoms, you also through faith can subdue kingdoms. Kingdoms, to subdue means to bring under subjection. You can do it by faith. So if they did it, guess what? You can do it. You can do the same. That's what we're talking about. And that's what God is expecting from us. He's expecting us to work righteousness. He's expecting us to obtain promises. Stop the mouths of lions. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword or the bullet. Bullets will escape you. Hallelujah. All by faith. Let's stand up. Come on. Let's talk to God. Lord my God. Thank you for giving me something better. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for reserving the better part for me, for my generation. My Lord and my God, help us. Help us, oh God, to walk by faith. Help us, oh Father, to begin to do exploits. That our generation will not be the same again because of us.
mighty God. Show us the things you want to, to deal with. My Lord and my God. Mighty God. Mighty God, help us. Jesus. Help us to do our part. That nations, kingdoms will be subdued. My Lord. By faith. The same faith. Mighty God. A better covenant established on better promises. Thank you, Lord. Monda lamasi keprete ke suda baha. Zendele ke sukabradi ketus. Monda la kasembre de ketus. Jesus. Thank you that I have a better and better high priest. My Lord and my God. Jesus. Kole me sudabaha. We bless you this morning. Kende bezula baha. Lake sonda baha. Lenemikes kondu brosuda baha. Lord, let faith explode in this place. Mighty God, exploits of faith. Let there be exploits of faith. My Lord and my God. Multi-generational impact by faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We bless your name. Amen. Glory to God. We've come to the end of our service. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www dot every nation midrand dot org